Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to my podcast. I'm a wife, a mom of one, a stepmom of three, a coach, an entrepreneur, and a conversation opener, bent determined to live a kick-ass life. You are looking for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life. You are listening to the right podcast. Life can be hard, really, really hard. But I believe that it's possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. In fact, I'm grateful for all life's challenges. I really, really am because I really believe that overcoming the tough stuff makes life that much better. Each week, I am going to bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts that will inspire you to live your own version of Kick-Ass Life while bringing you along as I create my own. Let's dive in. Great. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So this week we are doing something different and I'm so excited about this episode. So on Instagram, I asked you guys to share what you assume to be true about me. So your assumptions about me, like what do you think? Yeah. What do you think to be true? And I'm going to go through and I'm either going to confirm or debunk these assumptions. And this honestly is going to be so fun because you guys submitted some really great ones. And I think it's going to be a great conversation. So what was so interesting though, is I was going through the assumptions and there are so many conflicting assumptions. Like one person is like, oh, you have it all together. You're so even keeled with your reactions and never react emotionally. And then another person's like, I think you have a pretty big anger problem, (laughs) which you know what, both are probably true depending on the day. So Before we dive in, I do have a favor to ask you. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would be forever grateful if you went over to iTunes and left me a five-star rating and a review. Guys, I'm just going to be straight with you. This is gold to podcast hosts because it helps us grow, continue to create all this content, and to bring on phenomenal game-changing guests. And that's what we're trying to do here. And I'm really at the point where I'm like, let's just take this podcast to the next level, and I need your help to make it happen. So do that. I would be forever grateful. And you know what? If it feels right, share it out on your Instagram stories. Let me know what you think, where you're listening from. Say hello. I love to hear who's listening. I love being able to connect with you guys. And um, yeah, so if you could do that, I would be, like I said, forever grateful. All right. So that's that. Thank you so much if you have done that or if you're going to. Um, But yeah, let's just get to the episode because I am rambling. All right, so let's get to these assumptions. So the first one that came in was, you have your shit together. And some days I think I do have my shit together, and then other days not so much. I feel like there's areas of my life where I'm totally on the ball, and then other areas where it's just like a mess, like my taxes or keeping my books or, you know, my laundry room. So I think there are areas in my life where this is true and others not so much. Darren actually says that I am one of the most unorganized, organized people that he knows. So maybe that can give you a little bit of perspective there. Next assumption, you put your marriage first. Yes. So I'm very careful about how I word this. We are very deliberate about our marriage. We try to make time for each other. Um, At least every couple of weeks, we do you know, take weekends away. And it's really, really important to us to have that time to reconnect, especially because things can be so busy with all the kids. But I don't like saying I put it first as if it's above anything else. 
even though maybe it is, I don't really know. I just, I don't see it as a competition, um, that I have to say, okay, my marriage is more important than the kids. Cause here's the thing. I think that it's super easy to put your marriage on the back burner. I think that's really easy to let happen because things get busy. And I, when it comes to kids, I don't think you need to be intentional about making them a priority because they're always just naturally going to be a priority. So I guess I would say we are more deliberate about our marriage and um, not as deliberate about the kids because that just comes naturally. And the marriage is the first thing to fall off the list when things get busy. So honestly, I think it's so important that you do make sure your marriage is a priority, especially in a blended family, because there are so, so many extra stressors. And then when you and your partner are not aligned or feeling connected, it doesn't feel like it's worth it. And I've been there. So make your marriage a priority. Next one, that you instantly fell in love with your stepkids and loved the fact that he had kids. So this is hard because I don't remember being like, oh my God, I I love that my partner has kids. I was just all in. Like, I just loved him. I wanted to do life with him and he had three kids. So it was like, okay, well, this is what I'm signing up for. Being a stepmom though, like I have to say has hands down been one of the most challenging things I've ever done. I have not loved it all the time. I love, I have this quote on Instagram. It's like, I love my stepkids. I do not love being a stepmom. And I have on many occasions wondered what it would have been like to all be a first family or to not have married a man with kids. Cause it just, it's complicated and it's hard. Okay. Next one that you're always on top of your shit, no messes or clutter. Okay. So I know on Instagram, it looks like my kitchen is always clean. Actually, no, probably not. If you follow along on stories, you know that it can be totally trashed, but I will say that if there is a mess and things get cluttered, I don't let it stay like that for too long. So it just doesn't pile up and pile up. I do like to address it, especially in the kitchen. Um, The exception would be the laundry room. It's always a mess. I just cannot stay on top of the laundry room. And even the basement, I kind of let go um, because that's where the kids hang out. My bathroom, uh, there's definitely clutter in my bathroom. Like I feel like I'm the type of person, my stuff is all over and Darren really has no counter space, but I try my best to keep our kitchen and our main space clean because when I feel like our main space is cluttered, it makes me a little crazy. Next one, that you love Reese, your bio child, more than your stepkids. Okay, I don't think this is a fair statement to say more or less, but I will say it is a different kind of love. And that's something that a lot of stepmoms don't feel comfortable saying out loud. Um, And maybe some stepmoms do love their own kids more than their stepkids, and that's okay right? You can't just, there's this, you know, pressure for stepmoms to say, I love my stepkids. Like they're my own, like they, you know, it just feels the same. And there's sometimes situations and actually a lot of situations where it just doesn't happen like that. You can't force love. So for me, my stepkids have a mom and they have a dad, they have a mom and I'm never trying to, or I've never tried to, or wanted to replace that type of love or have that type of relationship because they have a mom. I am their stepmom. Reese is my child. And I, like, she came from me and we have that mother daughter bond that I had never experienced until I had Reese. So it's not like it's, maybe it's more, maybe it's less. I don't even really know how to answer this question, but it's just not the same kind of love. And I don't think it's fair because you know, the love I have for my sisters or for my husband or for my mom, they're all different, but they're all super important people in my life. So it's just a different kind of relationship, a different kind of love, different responsibilities, different roles and a different bond. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, 
Yeah, let's move on. That you never talk smack about his ex or vent about the BS that she may cause. Look, I don't think that you should ever talk smack about anyone on the internet. I actually think it's online bullying. And I really, really struggle when I follow these stepmom Instagram accounts when they're actually talking about specific situations in their life on the internet. It's just private, right? And I just don't think it's fair. The internet is forever. And if I'm struggling, and there are days when I struggle, I have close friends and my husband to go to when I'm struggling. And I have rules that I follow with this platform. Like from the very beginning, I was going to be respectful of everyone. She is the most important person to three of the most important people in my life. And I take that very, very seriously. So talking smack about anyone online is not cool. And honestly, it's not about BS. I think it's about different perspectives and different lenses and different complications that come with blended family life. Like, I just don't think that I always tell people don't, don't say that on the internet, like get a journal or go to a therapist. So anything that I say is really high level. And a lot of the situations that I talk about come from the conversations that I'm having with people in my online community and the exclusive stepmom community or questions that come to me or issues that stepmoms are dealing with on a, in a whole, like the whole community of stepmoms is very common, not about my specific situation. Cause again, that is not fair. Next one, that you've always had a good relationship with your stepchildren. Not true. Um, There's been periods of ebbs and flows. I've had a really tough time with one of my stepkids at two different ages. Um, There's been some heated conversations. There's been some, you know, consequences. There's been some struggles in terms of like the divorce and, you know, my role and all the things. So it's not all hearts and sparkles over here. Definitely not. That you keep your finances separate. No, we keep our finances together and we have done that since the beginning and that's what's worked for us because when I was dating Darren at the very beginning, like even before we had, I think when we had just moved in together, I was buying stuff for the kids and I was buying groceries and I was, you know, picking them up clothes when they needed them and that kind of stuff. And I got to the point where, you know, he was writing me checks and I would have like $3 left in my bank account because kids are freaking expensive. And um, so we just found it easier to merge everything together. So we have a joint bank account, which is for the house and all the things. And then I have a separate bank account where, you know, I have my own savings or, you know, if I want to buy him a present, it's from that whatever bank account. And he has his own business account. So we do keep basically everything together. You have a strong bond with your stepkids. Yeah, fairly. I have a fairly great relationship with my stepkids. Um, I would say at this point, now that they're teenagers, I'm more of a mentor or a cool aunt than a parent. I'm definitely an adult in the house. I um, like there's rules. And if their dad's not here, they ask me and I'll stay with them when their dad's away and that kind of stuff. But I really feel like I've found my place in the last few years and that's what works for us. So my husband has the big heavy conversations. If there needs to be a grounding or it needs to be consequences or just a real smackdown, that's on him. Um, But yeah, I do think that actually that role, having that role has definitely improved my role with my stepkids as well. Next, you love to speak the truth. Yes, I do. I love a, I love to call bullshit. I love to say what I'm feeling. I love to open up conversations. And I think I've always really been like that. So um, yes, that is very true. Okay, so this one is really interesting. So I'm going to say a bunch of different things that came through. And it's really interesting because everyone has, like there's just such conflicting assumptions about 
this situation. So I'm going to read them all because, um, it's, it, yeah, it's just interesting to see how everyone has a different perspective or has taken a different message from the content that I've shared. So people have said or the assumptions that came in that you actually get along really well with your stepkid's mom now, that you don't communicate with the ex, that you have a best friend relationship with the ex, that you've always had a good relationship with your husband's ex, that your relationship with the kid's mom isn't all hearts and sparkles, but it's never been toxic, that you get along with the ex, that you're best friends, that you no longer get along, but you used to and something happened. Like There's just so many different messages came through. So look, we're not best friends. We're not enemies. We definitely have different perspectives, but we have a common goal. There's just been ebbs and flows in the relationship, which I think is really normal. We've had wine together. We've had heated conversations. Um, I can communicate with her about the kids when needed. There's probably going to be a situation in the future where we will have wine together at a thing again. Like, I don't know. It just, it literally ebbs and flows. And I think that we both recognize that step family life doesn't bring out everyone's shiniest qualities and Sometimes things do get heated. Sometimes things do get really, really hard, but it is important to just kind of move forward. Hopefully, I don't know. So yeah, I would just say it's ebbs and flows. We have had just, yeah, everyone's just doing the best they can. Okay, next one. Your family could survive off of one income. You do this because you're passionate. Yes, we could survive off of one income. And originally I was going to stay at home and just do the house, but it's just obviously... I needed something for me. I couldn't, I couldn't just stay at home, but, um, I would say at this point we need two incomes to sustain our life. So I could quit. Um, I could shut this all down, which I don't want to, but we would have to sacrifice some things that we really love. And I really love writing and helping people and empowering people and just sharing my message and creating content. So, um, definitely not going to do that anytime soon. I love, I didn't know that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know that I would really love um, supporting other entrepreneurs because I do a lot of coaching with people who are trying to grow an online community as well. And yeah, I've just really found myself in this platform. So hopefully that answers that question. People write what they need to read. You probably find being a stepmom a struggle. Yeah, it is freaking hard. Like I didn't do this because I thought this was easy. If you don't know the story, I was sitting on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wondering what I was thinking, marrying a man with kids. Like I had wine. I was crying. Like it was a scene from a freaking movie. And um, I went to the internet for support. This is my very, very, this is probably the first year of being a stepmom. And uh, I just was really disappointed with what I found. There's just so much bitching and so much complaining and so much ex-wife bashing. And, you know, I just don't think that's productive. I really, really don't. And I was disappointed with the support that I found online. So I ended up just starting to share my story and um, it just kind of grew from there. I didn't know that it was going to grow into what it is or what it has become, but yeah, I definitely need this. And this community helps me just as much as it helps everyone else, if not more. Next one, the X doesn't get to you anymore. Look, I've worked on my mindset and my actions and my reactions and how I view our step family stressors. And I don't think it's fair to say like the X doesn't get to you. It's not about someone else or maybe it is. I don't know. I, I don't like talking about other people, but I think my step family stressors don't get to me as much as they used to. I used to be so consumed and it would impact my day. My hands would shake. I couldn't focus on anything else. Like it was really, really bad. Just the dynamic and the different points of view and the, just the extra stressors that come with being a stepmom, like it really used to consume me. 
And I did a lot of work to get to the point where I'm at now. And that's actually what I share with everyone else. That's what my program, Kick-Ass Stepmom, Kick-Ass Life, is all about. Because this shit is hard. And it comes with a lot of emotions that you didn't see coming. And if you want to get to a point where you're not consumed by it anymore, like that's on you. So I have done a lot of work. It doesn't, yeah, you're right. It doesn't get to me anymore. But if you want to get to that point too, like you have to be prepared to do the work. Um, just waiting for everyone else to change and see your point of view or to come meet you where you're at, you're going to be waiting a long time. So that's that. Next one, you are so even keeled and react with your brain and not your heart. Um, no, I, I try. It doesn't always happen. I've definitely gotten better over time. Um, I used to be the queen of an overreaction. Like I could really lose my shit and, um, or just make things into bigger deals than they need to be. And that this is what comes with the work that I was talking about in the last assumption. Like I've just got to the point where I'm like, okay, let's play the long game. Does this really matter? Practice the five, five, five rule. Like, will this matter in five days? Will this matter in five months? Will this matter in five years? The 24 hour rule is a really good one too, is like take 24 hours to uh, react because sometimes something that seems like a really big deal in the moment where you want to like just react right away isn't 24 hours later. So I'm working on it, working on it. I've definitely come a long way. You don't have to try that hard to look fit and in shape. Okay. So in like five years ago, you were totally right there. I could eat whatever I wanted. Um, but I just did a blog post about this. Actually, I have gained 15 pounds in the last five or last two years. Sorry. And, um, yeah, so that's definitely, I have to be more conscious about what I'm eating now. And I'm really trying to get back in shape right now. And, you know, I don't know if it's a combination of like the side effects from my anxiety meds or the fertility treatment or just my body changing being in my 30s or wine and chips because I do like those. So it's just, it's, it's not as easy as it was. Um, so I'm definitely trying to make a conscious effort to keep things tight or get things tighter. Next, that you love what you do, you live your best life and help others to do the same. There's no negativity in your life. Yes and no. Um, we all have negativity in our lives. Everyone has shit that they're dealing with. So when you're scrolling through Instagram, guys, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's nothing, like everything's perfect for them. It's not. Everyone has their shit. I just try not to get caught up and I focus on the things that I can control so if I'm upset about something, I will give myself a day. Like I still experience the emotions. I just am big on not packing up and staying there. And when it comes to loving, helping others, I do love what I do. I love helping others. And I do have to admit though, there have been times where I have questioned sharing my life online in the capacity that I do. Like sometimes it does feel exhausting and you feel like you need to constantly show up and there's the pressure to share more and more. And I've struggled with that, but I think right now, probably this year more than ever, I found a good balance and feel good with where uh, I'm at. So that was a rambling answer, but yes, I do like to live my best life. I'm very deliberate about my goals, what I want, um, what I'm trying to achieve, all those things. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to the next one. You never get hung up or jealous of their past. Look, it's been seven years or seven and a half years. And, you know, at the beginning of our relationship, I had questions and I was curious when we first got together. Like, I just wondered about their relationship and what went wrong and how they got to the point 
you know, where they decided to end their marriage. And I just wanted to know about my husband's past because I felt like it helped me get to know him and why he was the way he was or why he is the way he is. Because that part of his story has brought him to me. And I find that interesting. But I've always known like his past does not define his future with me. I know he loves me. We have committed to life together. So all of that doesn't actually matter. So if you feel like you keep getting hung up on their past, the more you focus on their past, the less you're going to be able to have the energy and the focus to create a really amazing future together. And that's what this is all about. Next, you already had a lot of money saved before launching the Stepmom platform. No, nothing. And if I said that to Darren, he would laugh out loud because I had nothing saved. Um, I was on maternity leave. And uh, honestly, this was just a hobby at the very beginning. And I invested into it. So I would have, like, I had to pay for my website domain and, and, and that kind of stuff. I didn't have any money saved. As the platform has grown and it became a business, so whether it's education or learning more, um, like doing courses or coaching or growing a team and just kind of investing into different platforms, I have started to invest half of what I make every year back in to help grow it. So the first year I made nothing. I had nothing saved. Actually, I think the first few years I didn't make really anything. And then, you know, one year I made 10 grand, which was like, oh my God, um, I'm making money. I, like, I remember the first brand deal I got, it, I, it was 750 bucks and I literally felt like I was a rock star. And now to me, it's like mind blowing that I have five, five people or more than five, six people on my team, uh, obviously not full time, but they help me create all the things that we're creating here. And I've been able to make my passion into a business. So I just think that's so cool. But no, I did not have any money saved for this platform or for life. Like I just wasn't really a saver. And that's why it's good that, you know, Darren's into investments in the financial world because he has helped me kind of get that under control. This one is for the stepmoms. If you are loving this podcast and are looking for more next level conversations and support, you should totally check out the exclusive Stepmom community. Members of my exclusive community get access to interviews with experts such as lawyers and estate planners and therapists and parenting experts, get tell-all podcasts with Darren and I, monthly live Q&As, a private forum off of social media where you can get individualized support from me whenever you need it in the Ask Jamie section of the forum, and you can also connect with other like-minded stepmoms who are also trying to improve their stepfamily life. Basically, it's about having next level conversations that most don't feel comfortable having on social media and quite frankly, should not be had on social media. You can lock in for $5.99 a month, which is less than 20 cents a day. And you also get access to discounts on one-on-one coaching packages, my course, Kick-Ass Stepmom, Kick-Ass Life, and my ebook, 100 Run Ways to Be a Kick-Ass Stepmom. You can sign up and get all the information at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. And if you have any questions, be sure to let me know. Okay, that you love white wine. Yes, ma'am. I love white wine. I really love Pinot Grigio or Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Yeah, I love me a glass of white wine. That you don't dread the mess that comes with three kids. Okay, well, it's actually four kids, but... um, I don't dread it anymore. I'm just like, whatever. 
Honestly, I'm just kind of over feeling like I'm nagging everyone to clean up. Kids are messy. They leave stuff out. Um, yes, you try to get them to pick up after themselves and all of that, but you're going to constantly be reminding kids like that's just parenting. So I think I've just kind of let it go. I'm kind of over it. Even like when I just came down here, I'm in the basement right now recording this podcast and I came down to set up and there were cereal bowls just sitting on on the table here. And it's like, okay, guys, don't worry. I got it. So I pick my battles and I probably clean up after the kids more than I should, but I'm just, I'm over nagging everyone to be quite honest. And it's just not worth the change in the vibe in our household when you're just constantly on kids all the time. So I'm just kind of over it. It's true that you tell your stepkids not to snack and eat too much junk and they listen. No, no. Like the older kids eat so much crap, I think. And um, I've just kind of given up on that too. So I'll say have a healthy snack. And I was more into that when they were kids, but now they're teenagers, right? Like they're making decisions for themselves right now. And, um, you know, we try to encourage them to make good decisions, but, you know, they go to the variety store and they grab snacks and they drink sugary drinks and all, all of that. And it's just, it is what it is. You don't feel insecure about the ex and the life Darren had before you. I've kind of answered this one, but Darren and I dream really big together. And I'm so pumped and excited about the life we have together and all the things we want to accomplish together that it just doesn't even phase me. Like, there's no point in me being insecure about the past because why? We're together now. Like, this is our life together. And I think that sometimes stepmoms get so focused on the past relationship that it impacts their ability to move forward and create a life together. Like, He has a past. You probably had an ex-boyfriend. You probably had, maybe you had an ex-husband or an ex-partner, whatever. Like that doesn't matter, right? Like stop focusing on the past. Focus on, like focus on your future together. So um, if you find yourself thinking about their past over and over again, like talk yourself out of it, okay? Or save this podcast episode, save this clip. Like you are not going to be able to create a happy, successful, thriving life together if you are focusing on the past, which you can't control and has nothing to do with you. So really, 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 really try to get out of that headspace. And I know it's hard, but journal, go to therapy, jump in the exclusive stepmom community, talk with us in the forum, like just, you got to move forward. Next, you wake up looking flawless every day. Well, thank you. Um, but no, uh, I don't think so. I will say, um, that, I think a little tinted moisturizer and I can link my favorite one um, in the show notes for you guys. I have eyelash extensions. So like you don't have to do any makeup. You just kind of have your eyelash extensions. And to me, that's just been a godsend and a little brush of the brows and a top knot can go a long way. So I try to just do those three things before I get moving if I can't, you know, shower or whatever. But thank you so much for that compliment. But I don't agree. But yeah, the extension, the lash extensions are gold. You trust that your stepkids won't be mean to your kid. Look, there have been a couple incidences, um, or incidents. Yeah, that's the word. They're siblings, and siblings are going to get irritated with each other. They're going to maybe hurt each other's feelings. That's normal and age appropriate. But with the age difference, so Reese is six at the time of this recording, and then my stepdaughter is 18, my stepson is 16, and then my other stepson is 13. So they're teenagers, right? And so they don't really want to hang out with their six-year-old sister all the time. So I really try to kind of keep her out of their hair if I feel like they are craving that alone time. And so I try to keep that balance and just mitigate any, I don't want them to be annoyed at her. And um, I don't want her to get her feelings hurt. So I'm probably um, involved in that more than I should be. But 
they do have a really special bond and we are so lucky there. Like all three of these kids just adore Reese and they've really taken her under their wing and, you know, all of their friends love her. So she'll be hanging out with all the teenagers sometimes. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, we've definitely had our situations and we just, in our home, we really don't tolerate anyone being mean to anyone. Like it's just not accepted. There's zero tolerance for it. So that you have one, not one, but two second homes. You're so lucky. Yes, we do. And I'm so grateful for that. My husband is an investment guy. In the last couple of years, we've invested in some real estate. So we have a cabin up north. And guys, when we bought it, there was no bathroom, no running water. There was running water. There was no hot water, no shower. Like it was just kind of a structure. And um, we've kind of worked away at that over the last couple of years, which has been really, really fun. And then, yeah, we do have a cottage as well, which you know, again, real estate is a huge investment and you have to have sacrifices um, sometimes in order to be able to invest in that. And that's been something that we were okay with. And it's just, it's paid off. So yes, we do have the two homes. Um, We're all about investing in real estate. And um, yeah. Next, you have a huge temper. This is funny. This is the one I talked about in the introduction. Some people are like, you're so even keeled. And other people are like, you have a huge temper. So um, yes, I definitely did used to have a huge temper, but I have really tried to keep that under control. And um, it's something that I've worked on a lot. And yeah. You have your weeks on very organized and planned down to the meals and schedules. Okay, some weeks, yes. Some weeks I am on top of it. I will say that I was more on top of this when the kids were young. I um, was all over the schedule because we had so many hockey practices. Darren was working late. I was commuting. Like we just had so much going on. So it was really important to me to have those meals planned. And honestly, at the beginning of my stepmom career, if you will, I was really trying to pretend like we had it together all the time and just put on this like perfect show, not show. I just, just like we had it all together and everything was perfect. Um, So I was a bit of a control freak there. Now I've really let things go. So yes, I do have an idea of what our schedule is, but now that my stepdaughter can drive and, you know, my stepson, my oldest stepson isn't playing hockey this year. So we only have two kids in extracurriculars. It's not as, I don't have such a strict schedule and routine, um, but I do try to look at the week ahead and and figure out how we're going to manage all the things. Next, you and your husband are on the same page about how to deal with all the issues that come with co-parenting and blended family life. No, not at all. We definitely have some heated conversations and we don't have the same way about dealing with a lot of things. But our here's the big thing. We have committed to not let it drive a wedge between us. We don't like stay in a long fight when we have a disagreement about the kids or about how to handle things with like lawyers or the ex or whatever's going on. We, we don't. Um, so we will have heated conversations and then I'll typically say, I don't agree with you, but you do whatever you feel is right. And then we just move forward. Okay, so the next one is that you're always happy and never negative, no matter how shitty the situation is. No, I can get down. Um, I can get really, really frustrated, especially on days where my anxiety is super high. But I just, like I said, don't pack up and stay there. I usually give myself a day and then I'm like, okay, well, how are we going to manage the situation? So I'm all about taking control. So it's like, okay, how do I minimize the impact that this stressor is going to have on me and my family? So that's kind of how I dig myself out. Next one, that you struggle with your relationship with the kids now that they're teens. 
I don't think I struggle right now, but I would say I don't love the teenage years as much as I loved when they were young. Like I just love when we would all hang out and have movie nights together and we all wanted to like spend time together. And that's been really difficult for me. And COVID was really hard with the teenagers in uh, you know, just like online education and trying to keep the kids um, from hanging out with their friends and, you know, just all of that. So we did have a really tough period there, but I would say right now things are really good, even though I do really miss when they were squishy little kids. Next, you have your anxiety under control. Okay. So if you aren't familiar, if you haven't seen any of my posts on Instagram, I do have anxiety. Um, it's something that I've struggled with for my whole life. And I really didn't realize how bad it was until about age 34. So last year, so last year I decided to go on meds. I have just really worked on strategies like working out and journaling and different ways to minimize my anxiety. So I would say most days I have it under control. Some days I wake up and I'm just super anxious for no reason. Like I had that two days ago or I'll still have anxiety attacks where I feel like I can't breathe. But I give myself some grace on those days and I just know I'm not going to be that productive. I give my body what it needs and just try to listen to myself and get myself out of it. So I will say I've taken the pressure off myself and try really hard to just, you know, if I'm feeling anxious or my anxiety is getting the best of me, I, I know how to get out of it. Next, you have amazing style. Well, thank you. You guys are full of nice compliments right now. Um, I don't feel like I do. I feel like I look at other people. I'm like, how did you know how to put all that together? But I do have a really good Pinterest board and it gives me a lot of inspiration. So guys, seriously, in the morning when I don't know what to wear, if I'm going somewhere, I'm like, what am I going to wear for this? I always go to my Pinterest board for inspiration. And I'm all about having staple items in my closet. And I actually have a blog post on how I'm deliberate about my style and things that I buy. So I'll link that for you guys as well. But I go to Pinterest for inspiration all the time. And um so I think maybe it's not that I have a great style, it's that I follow people who have great style. Next, your love for your family is fierce. Yes, it is. I think family is super important. Um, I didn't have a great family life growing up. Like my parents were divorced. I live with my dad. My siblings lived in a, another town for a lot of my life. So family to me is just really, really important. Next, you prefer spending alone time with your husband than sharing him with the kids. Look, I love alone time with or without any of the kids. It's not about my stepkids. I just love hanging out with Darren. He's just, he really is one of my best friends or he is my best friend and we have a good, good time together. But I, I do love the time we spend together as a family too. So I think that it's about finding balance between it all. Next, you still hope to get pregnant. I hope this isn't insensitive. No, it's not. Um... So again, if you are new here, we've struggled with secondary infertility and we tried to get pregnant basically since Reese was a year and she's six now. We've done fertility treatments. It didn't work. And we just recently decided to not move forward and do IVF. And um, here's the thing. I really wanted to get pregnant three years ago. And I've realized that that was a dream I was holding on to. And as time has gone on, I've really kind of let go of that. Darren's 48. My oldest stepdaughter is 18. My daughter is six. And so I'm just kind of out of that baby phase and I love the phase of life that we're at right now. So it is a dream I've let go of. If we did get pregnant, I think I would be happy but shocked, but it's not something that I'm actively thinking about anymore. In fact, now we're thinking about birth control, which is just crazy because we tried so hard for so long. Next, you are a natural entrepreneur. 
I would say now maybe I am. I really love talking about growing online communities and, you know, strategy for Instagram. And I love talking to other business owners about like what they could do with their business. And honestly, the coaching that I do with other entrepreneurs, that's one of my favorite things. Like, obviously, this is a stepmom platform for the most part, but I love that I'm branching out and talking more about how to grow an online community and monetize on your passion. I will say like since starting my blog, my brain just thinks differently. Like I, but this didn't come naturally. I've taken a lot of online courses. I've done a lot of research. I've listened to a lot of podcasts to learn all of the things that I've learned. So I think it's, it wasn't a natural entrepreneur. Like I wasn't always like this, but um, now I definitely am. You are very confident and confident. Well, thank you. I will say I do think I present as more confident that I am. There are times when I question myself or there's things that I don't share or don't do because I worry about what people will think. But I try not to pack up and stay in that headspace because, you know, we can sit around and worry about what other people think or, you know, questioning ourselves. But why? Right. Like we don't want to be 95 years old sitting on our deathbed being like, oh, well, I wish I would have done that or I wish I would have done that or I'm scared, or be- but I didn't because I was scared, right? Like I love to feel uncomfortable because whenever I'm uncomfortable, that's when really good things happen. So I'm about kind of taking those chances. And to be honest, starting this blog, I know that there are people who are screenshotting what I was saying and like sending it to people online. Like a lot of people don't understand what it takes or what an online platform is all about. So especially the content that I talk about, I know for sure that there were people talking. And, you know, at first it really bothered me, but then I got to the point where I was like, I don't care about what those people think. I actually don't agree with a lot of things they do either. Or, you know, they're not my people. And so it's really about kind of talking yourself through, like, why do I care what people think? Like, what is actually holding me back? So I, and the other thing that I want to mention is I do come from a family of very strong and assertive women. Like my sisters, my cousin, my aunts, like we're all pretty blunt and assertive and we've always been able to advocate for ourselves. So there's that too. There's a bit of it that comes naturally. Next, you were 26 when you met Darren. Yes, I was such a baby. Like I look back and I'm like 26 and I took on three kids. Like, oh, I was just a little child then. um, And I've learned so much. So I am grateful for that experience. You don't drink Starbucks. Uh, no, I love Starbucks. We just don't have one in town. If we had a Starbucks in town, I would be there all the time. And I would also be broke because I find Starbucks is super expensive. Okay. So the next one is you get along with your stepkids and have never had to disengage from them. No, that's not true. Well, it's true that we get along for the most part. Um, but as I've said above, that's not always the case, but I've disengaged on a lot of different occasions. And I actually have a video about when I think that a stepmom should disengage. And, um, here's the thing. For me, disengaging isn't like, screw you, not my kids, not my problem. You're not doing things my way. You're not respecting me, so I'm not doing anything. I don't think that's a healthy way to disengage. And I know a lot of stepmoms talk about doing that. um, And that's not how I do things. For me, it's like, what is best for our family right now? It's about the dynamic of the family. So I'll ask myself, like, is my involvement helping or making matters worse? I, you know, really pay attention to the vibe my stepkids are putting out, um, Are they receptive to this right now or is it causing more issues? Is it causing me stress? Is my involvement in something impacting my ability to show up as my best self? So those are the questions that I ask myself about my involvement. And when I've got to the point where I'm like, okay, well, this is not helping and this is impacting my mental health, then I take a step back. So 
If you're in my coaching program, Kick-Ass Stepmom, Kick-Ass Life, we walk through exactly what I think disengaging should look like, how to do it in a way that doesn't alienate you from your family or cause issues. So definitely check that out. But it's just not, It's for me, it's not an all or nothing thing. And I think disengaging is a really, really healthy thing to do for your stepfamily dynamic if you need to. Next, your husband never undermines your parenting and always backs you up. Um, Now, for the most part, and he always was pretty supportive, but this wasn't always the case. There are definitely areas where we disagree. But as I said above, we just just try to agree to disagree uh, and just move forward. Next, you might have a lot of hired help or family to be able to, quote unquote, do it all. So, okay, yes and no. We do have a cleaning lady, Kim, who um, I just love, and she helps me so much. And I just, honestly, I appreciate Kim more than anything. (laughs) She is the best. She comes once a week. Um, Sometimes if we need some extra stuff, she will come help us out as well. Um, But when it comes to close family, like we don't have the grandparents who are helping with pickup and drop off and extracurriculars and all of that kind of stuff. They don't actually live in the same town as us. So it is all on us. However, as my platform has grown, I've been able to grow a team. So as I said above, I do invest back into the business. So that's been a game changer for me. So I recently brought on my sister, Britt, and she works for me and basically does all the promos and uploads content and manages the podcast and organizes the guests in the community and all of that kind of stuff. I just brought on Heather from Wicked Stepmom to help me with the exclusive Stepmom community. And I also have someone who helps with podcast editing and photos and graphic design and videos. So um, I have been able to get help within this platform, which has been amazing because it saved me so much time because, you know, all of that, like podcast editing and video editing and graphic design, like that's not my that's not my wheelhouse. Like I don't know how to, it takes me a lot more time than it takes someone else. So it's allowed me to free up time so I can work on things that only I can do. So hasn't always been like that. There was a period of time where I was working like 60 plus weeks on this or sorry, 60 plus hours in a week. And then I just got to the point where I was like, I want to be here for my kids and focus on the family. And I don't want them to be like, Jamie was always working because I think that you need to make memories in life and, and take a break. So I did have to hustle to get here though. Okay. Um, I think that's most of your questions. Wow. There were a lot more than I thought there were, but, um, that was fun. I love hearing what you guys think and what you assume to be true. I found this really, really interesting and yeah, so much fun. So I think we're going to do it again. I'm going to find another topic. I think I want to do a assumptions podcast episode with Darren. So what you assume to be true about our relationship, but hang tight, follow along on Instagram. I will probably promote that at some point soon, but that's all for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for um, all your support and yeah. I will uh, chat with you guys over on Instagram. Have a good one. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share on social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.